I am so happy that you're able to join us for this extended interview. Make sure to visit theoffbeatlife.com. Again, that's theoffbeatlife.com to get more killer resources. Hey friend, are you looking to land a remote gig ASAP? Well, did you know that we not only have a ton of online jobs you can apply to on our site, but now we are also sending them straight to your inbox. I'm happy to announce that we will be sending our email subscribers legit online jobs every Wednesday. We have done hours of research so you don't have to. If you want to be the first one to hear about the remote gigs we find, go to theoffbeatlife.com to subscribe. Hey everyone, thank you so much for being here for this extended interview with Mitko where he's going to talk about how to learn your minimum viable income to become location independent. Hey Mitko, how are you? Hey Debbie, I'm good. I'm, I'm happy to be here. Thanks so much for being here. Can you tell us about you and why you live an offbeat life? Sure. So uh, like you mentioned, my name is Mikko. And for the last four and a half years, uh, I've been traveling around the world full time with my wife. We both uh, have location independent jobs and and, and companies. And uh, yeah, we travel the world full time, spending uh, a majority of the time here in Eastern Europe, where I'm at at the moment in Bulgaria. We spend part of the year in Mexico and then uh, generally just bounce around all over the world. Love it. Bulgaria. I've never been there. Really want to visit now. I'm like, Mitko is there. Must be cool there. You're from uh, Bulgaria, right? You and your family are from there? Yeah. So I was originally born in Varna, Bulgaria, where I'm at at the moment. It was just one of those funny things where when I became, quote unquote, a digital nomad and I started reading about all these locations, I was like, interestingly, Varna has a lot in common with those. And so uh, we've been coming here (laughs) because, you know, I can right now I'm looking out of the window and I can see the beach. Wow. Uh, you know, it's very affordable to live here. And, you know, I'm a six minute walk away from the beach. Uh, I get to, you know, windsurf, sail, delicious food. So, uh, you know, what else could you ask for? Fast internet. Exactly. And that's really the life, right? The freedom lifestyle that most location independent entrepreneurs like you, Mitko, are enjoying is that lifestyle. But most people don't know exactly how to get to where you are. So let's talk about the MBA. Can you tell us what that actually means? Like, what is your minimum viable income? What does that mean, uh, Mitko? And how can somebody actually measure that? Yeah, so I got started with business working with startups uh, in the the tech startup space. And one of the things that you hear a lot in that space is the MVP. What is your MVP? What is your minimum viable product? Essentially, what is the simplest version of your idea that we can create so that we can test the idea, right? So that we don't have to spend millions of dollars developing this thing. Like, let's put something together that just is the basic essentials so that we can test your theory. And your MVI is very similar to that. It's your minimum viable income. What is the least amount of money that you need that allows you to be location independent? And when I mean location independent, I mean completely location independent, meaning that you can go anywhere in the world because there's a lot of people, and maybe you know somebody like this who is a digital nomad, they're location independent, yet 
they're doing so off of such a small budget that they're actually very location dependent because they can only go to cheap locations, right? They're constantly jumping between, you know, Thailand and uh, Indonesia and they spend time in Eastern Europe. Uh, but they like can't really go back to the U.S. if that's where they're from because it's so expensive there. So they, you know, say they're location dependent, but they're really not. They're location dependent just in a different way. And so your MVI, the way that I look at it is one of the interesting kind of mindset shifts that you need to do here is you need to stop looking at your finances from a budget's perspective and start looking at them from a funds perspective. Because as somebody who's location dependent, somebody who, you know, is nomadic, you're going to be going from place to place to place. And each one of those is going to have a different cost of living, right? So having a budget of $1,000 for rent might make sense in the United States, but it's way too much in, in some of these cheaper places. And so this MVI concept and looking at these budgets as funds allows you to, when living in an inexpensive place, save up for some of those categories so that when you go to New York and your rent is sky high, it's okay <laughs> Even though your you know your income doesn't change, uh, because you have some rent fund built up that can handle the higher price. So, what are some of the things that actually helped you specifically, or maybe it also happened with some of the people that you know that allowed you to make sure that you had these types of funds and really become location independent? So, I think it's looking at your life and and figuring out what are the important things and being really realistic about what you spend your money on. Uh, I think a lot of us, when we create budgets, one of the things that we bump into is that we have this, um, you know, kind of like utopian view of our budget and, you know, you don't actually factor in like your, your real world spending, right? So like, hey, guess what? As a digital nomad, you need to have a travel fund because you're going to spend time traveling, right? So like not setting money aside for that is just a recipe for disaster. Uh, and so I think I remember like in the very beginning, I had this like very rosy view and I was like, this is exactly how much this is going to cost. This is how much we're going to spend on this. And then I was like, oh, guess what? That's not how the real world works. And kind of actually looking at this more of as a journey and saying like, hey, I know that this isn't going to be perfect the first three, four months, but I'm going to learn so that six, seven, eight months from now, it will be, you know, it will work as it should because it's built for me. Um, so I think that that's, you know, one of the things that helped me was I, I really judged myself for not getting this exactly right in the beginning. And then, uh, you know, it just took time to learn and to adjust this to my life. Yeah, I mean, really thinking about it more as a long-term plan and not just a vacation. I, mean, I think that's what most people become a victim of when they start this lifestyle. It's like you're not used to it. You leave your job and then you're thinking about it as a vacation instead of like an actual lifestyle. And that's where it goes downhill from there. And then you start spending money that you would spend on a vacation, but not really in real life. Right. So that's something that you have to definitely look out for. Yeah, that is a really interesting point is this sort of like vacation mindset, even though you're not really on vacation. Like it definitely takes time to snap out of that and it can get you in trouble because like 
you know, my wife and I have been, you know, like we were living in Mexico for like three months or something like that. And we might catch ourselves, oh, well, like, let's go do this. We're, you know, in Mexico once and, you know, we're kind of down here having fun. It's like, no, you're not. Like you're living here, you know, like you go to work every single day. And, uh, but it's so easy, especially in some of these places like a Mexico, like a Thailand, where there's this vacation uh, feeling floating in the air and it can certainly get you in trouble sometimes. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure every single person who started this journey thought about that because it's like, yay, freedom. And then you're like, no, actually, this is just a new way of living. So Mm. get it together. Get it together. (laughs) Yeah, I think one of the ways that that happens as well, that's not necessarily finances related is like routines. Because a lot of people that I talk with who leave a nine to five, one of the things is like, I don't want to have a routine. I, you know... I got rid of the, you know, my tie so that I could do whatever I wanted to do whenever I wanted to do it, right? And they almost go so heavy in that in that direction that then they like can't get anything done and they're wondering why, you know, they're not being productive or like why they're constantly tired. And look, routines are a really 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 good thing. You need routines and a really good routine will actually provide you with a lot of freedom. The benefit of being location-dependent and working for yourself if you're an entrepreneur is that you get to set your routines. You get to decide when to start work, not someone else, right? I have some friends that are are coders or developers, and they will actually work all day and like work through the night, right? Pulling essentially like a 15-hour workday, but then they'll take a whole day or two off. And guess what? Like you couldn't do that at a regular job, but that's their routine. That's how they like to do it because they get into the flow. They get a whole bunch of work done, even though it's a really long day, but then they take two days off and that really works for them. That's the routine that they've set for themselves. But this idea of like, I'm going to go through life without routines just doesn't work. Yeah. I was definitely a victim of that. And (laughs) I learned very quickly that it's not um, what you need to do. And I think you're right. I think a lot of people also have this misconception that routine is similar to their nine to five routine. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's why a lot of people bulk at that when they when you tell them you still need to have some sort of a routine. But you're right. It doesn't have to be the typical, you know, wake up at six in the morning, do your work, all of that stuff. It doesn't have to be. Um, This is really why you go into this lifestyle is you have that freedom to do what you want and you can create any routine that you want. So if you're a morning person, do that. If you're an evening person, you know, work then. And that definitely took a toll on me when I didn't set a routine. And when I started creating that, then, you know, like you mentioned, Mitko, it's when things starts to happen, you become so much more productive. And then there's days also you can take off if if that's what you want, you know, your routine to be a week. You know, you only work four days instead of five. That's a routine right there. So it's it's a good thing. It just means that you're allowing yourself that time to really balance between personal and business because you don't want to mix all of that together. And that's what you tend to do when you don't have a routine for yourself. Yeah. And I also think it lets you like listen to yourself because um, like we talked in our other interview, I'm very heavy on leverage, right? And for me, if I'm having a good day and I'm getting a whole bunch of stuff done that are important, that's great. And if there's one day that it just, things aren't really clicking for whatever reason, I'm having an off day, that's okay. 
I try not to judge myself. And what I'll do in that case is, all right, let's shut the computer. I'm going to take the day off so that then tomorrow I can be even more effective and my work can be more leveraged and, and I will do more work, right? Just sitting in front of the computer and forcing yourself to do it as if your manager at the office is staring down you know, over <laughs> your shoulder. I'm not going to get anything done anyways and I'm just wasting my time and, and draining my batteries even more. And this goes back to systems, right? There is a certain level of like, you know, you need to be working ahead of time. You need to have some things in place to allow you to close your laptop even when you're not feeling it. Um, but the, that just all comes with, with building a sustainable business. Yeah, absolutely. Completely agree with that because, you know, it's it's like with anything else. Sometimes you feel like it, sometimes you don't. And that's really the beauty about it. Once you create your systems, once you have your routines in place, you are it's it's kind of like, you know, you can allow yourself to do that. Um, and I think a lot of us are very hard on ourselves, uh, especially when there's a lot on your shoulders and you're like, oh, my gosh, I can't do this. I'm off on my own. Now I have to go, go, go. But yeah, is there anything else that you would like to share about MVI with us um, that we didn't discuss yet? I think one of the important things if you're going down this road and, you know, if you're in a job and you're looking to transition soon, um, one of the things that I'll definitely say is like enjoy an overlap period where you're maybe making some money off of your own side hustle or a, a new online job and keep the thing that you're currently doing and save up that extra money for an emergency fund. It's so, so important if you're going off on your own to have money set aside for at least six months so that uh, six months of living so that, you know, if something were to go wrong, if your income stream were to dry up for a month or two because you haven't really figured things out quite yet, you're not going to go hungry. You have money there to, to help you out. So that's one of the things that I think is maybe more important than anything else is make sure that you have at least six months of living expenses saved up because, it will just make your life a lot uh, less stressful. And, you know, you know that you have something there in case anything goes wrong. Love it. Yeah. Making sure you have that and you're prepared for any eventualities is always so good to to be able to do. Well, thank you so much, Mikko, for being here with us. We really appreciate it. If our listeners want to learn more about you, where can they find you? Yeah, so uh, people can find me anywhere on social media. I'm at Mitkoka everywhere, M-I-T-K-O-K-A. You know, if anybody's interested, they can check out my podcast, That Remote Life as well. And if there are any entrepreneurs out there, I have a community called Parable, where we do case studies of location-dependent businesses and people get to take a deep dive and see all the behind-the-scenes goodies. So if that sounds... Uh, like anybody's cup of tea, you can find it at joinparable.com. And Debbie, I just want to say thank you so much for having me on. This was uh, this was a ton of fun and thanks for creating this podcast. I know I got a lot of value out of listening to episodes and I'm sure everybody listening to those as well. Awesome. Thank you so much, Mitko. We really appreciate you and I had such a great time with you as well. And I love, love learning from you. Thanks so much again. I hope you enjoyed this extended interview with Mitko. Make sure to visit theoffbeatlife.com. Again, that's theoffbeatlife.com to get the full interview where he shares how he became a digital nomad and quit the cubicle in order to hit the road. Hey friend, have you been wanting to start a podcast? 
I know it can be overwhelming in the beginning. Believe me, I have been there. Lucky for you, we have created a new site called howtocreatepodcast.com that shares a ton of freebies that can help you get started. From launching, growing, to monetizing, we share it all in one place. Visit howtocreatepodcast.com for more information. Thanks for joining me on this extended interview. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. We can also chat some more on Facebook at The OB Life. I'll talk to you soon.